We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle United have stormed past, sort of, Man City to kick them out of the League Cup and get into the fourth round. 1-0 to Newcastle at home. I'm Charlotte. I'm joined by Ben, Sai, and Mark. As we talk about this evening, what it means, what it means in the context of our season, what it means in the context of Newcastle United as a whole. Um, and we'll get into the team and, uh, and how the night played out as well. Uh, but for part one... Oh, I have to tell you that we're on Patreon. If you (laughs) didn't already know, we're on Patreon. It's between three and eight pounds a month. Yeah, it's news. Um, Please do come and join us on there. We do previews. We do uh, proviews. We do all kinds of great content on there. So please do consider joining us. And if you just want these podcasts ad-free, they're on there too. Ben, big night. How do you feel? Big stormy night. Big, yeah, very windy night. How do you feel? I felt like we were shipwrecked in the first half, but um, <laughs> we managed to rebuild the boat for the second um, class. Like that was that was mint. Um, first half was an absolute disgrace, a travesty. <laughs> it was nil nil. Still, it was a disgrace. We were against City's kids. Well, it wasn't the kids, was it? Like, no. Fucking Pep pulling the little, uh, trying to play tricks on me. Um, but yeah, just couldn't get anywhere near them. I thought we we paid them far too much respect first half, um, just standing way off players, but. Um, a couple of little magicians came off the bench, waved their little ones about the magic hats and uh, turned the game around. And I thought uh, we were brilliant second half. Um, defensively, as you say, like unbelievable, really strong. I mean, well, they've, they've, they've not had a chance for ages. And yeah, it was just it was just class. And what about the size of that victory in terms of sort of... Huge, yeah. massive, like massive. The biggest, one of the biggest victories I've the ever seen. The biggest sizes. Sai, what does that mean to you? How do you, how do you feel? Have you come out of St. James's tonight's feeling? Yeah. Much bigger than the, the little ones that, that came off the bench. <laughs> yeah, it's massive, isn't it? Eddie Howe um, hasn't beaten Man City in, what, 14 attempts? Is that something? He's got a shocking record against yeah, Man City. Pep does them every time. So I think massively psychologically for him, psychologically, psychologically for this team, beating Man City in any competition is massive. I think a clean sheet as well is, is huge. And the, the result for me is it's, it's the next step. We, we've kind of talked about the start of the season and the fact we didn't take points off any of those hard games. Yeah, we've just beaten them in the cup and we're, we're, we're hitting our stride again. Four clean sheets in a row. Massive clean sheet. <laughs> clean sheet for Paul Dummett and uh, Jamal LaSalle's ward. Um, <laughs> just ridiculous. Um, there's so many things to talk about from that game, despite it being a, a nitty gritty one nil shipwreck of a game, as Ben said. Um, but yeah, absolutely massive. Um, getting through in the cup was always going to be the least um, <laughs> priority of the fixtures around this one. You know, Champions League and three massive league games. But 
Howe's managed this period so far perfectly. He's got the squad selection right for every game. And we go into the next one against Burnley thinking, well, we just have, we just can't lose. So it's class, absolutely class. Burnley must be quaking in their boots looking at the uh, the past few fixtures that we've had and how we've dealt with them. Um, yeah, and we'll talk about squad selection because I think probably you weren't saying Howe's got the squad selection right every time when we got the team sheet, but we'll get to that in part two of the show. Mark, how are you feeling uh, coming out of St. James's tonight? Yeah, buzzing, as the lad said. Um, quadruple still on for us, not Man City anymore, is it? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, just... Like you say, what a 10 days it's been. Um, four clean sheets, a, a win. As you said, we always had a terrible record against Man City and just overly priority-wise, the league's most important. Then the Champions League with, with, with teams who were actually in the group as well. This kind of felt, when this was drawn, Man City before our Man City with the second string, will, will it beat us? Probably kind of thing. And you think, mm. oh, this is not our priority, but... Um, and then you get a little bit worried in terms of right, Dummett starting. <laughs> what what on earth happened there? And then they're rolling back the airs, Dummett and Lascelles. And uh, as Ben said, yeah, first half we showed them a lot of respect. And you're thinking it was just kind of they were just picking us off, passing the ball around in terms of right when they're going to go. But second half it was just a completely different story, wasn't it? The subs made the difference. Um, but yeah, just just what a result. Um, and yeah, like I say, just it's been a great ten days and carry this forward like how again got his got his got a right in terms of his team selection but I guess like I say the subs made the difference but yeah just just what a night what a night oh, indeed what a night. there you go being serenaded by Ben what a <laughs> night indeed I, I, I have to say like I when we got this draw wasn't particularly um excited or confident coming into it I thought you know we we went away to Man City and and that was that was a difficult game um, we have had these sort of quote unquote top tier opposition in the league to start our season. And, and we've kind of, we've struggled against, we haven't been winning. Um, and we are hitting this kind of stride now and we are hitting this um, clean sheets, scoring goals, scoring eight goals, um, winning way. But I knew that it was going to be hard tonight. Man City are an excellent team, even if, even if Pep Guardiola plays his second string. Pretends to play. Yeah, string. that was all just mind games, wasn't it? I was like, oh, Pep's talking about not playing as, you know, maybe he doesn't really care about the League Cup. Um, well, maybe he does, He can't care about it now because he's out. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I was particularly confident. I'm always kind of back, you back the lads and you, you go and you, you know, hope that it's going to be mint. But um I don't know I sort of sat there before the game and thought oh I don't know what this will be like and then yeah the first half wasn't brilliant it was a it was a sort of it was really weird first half it was almost entirely played in the Gallagher in our half like we we barely saw the ball um but they couldn't convert any chances we were defensively sound enough not creating anything but holding on and and then yeah whatever whatever the team talk was at halftime was magic because they came out with a lot more fire in their belly. Two changes made at halftime and it can't be understated what this win means. It's not that it simply means we're through to round four of the League Cup, which is literally what it means. But as I said, Eddie Howe has a terrible record against Man City 
And we as a team don't have a good record against Man City. And to, for them to come to us, as you say, Ben, and not play their second string, to lie and say that they might, and for us to win psychologically what kind of impact do you think that's had on the players and the management it's huge i mean i think as, as i say we, we we showed them far too much respect in that first half and i think that's a result of what the, the the kind of the baggage that we've got from previous meetings against them i mean i know obviously the the home game last season we we batted them and we still didn't beat them we only got the three three couldn't have played any better really um and, and not won but um yeah it's i think it is a huge statement win i mean as i say Okay, they didn't have Haaland and, and Foley started on the bench, but it was still a very, very strong Man City mm. team. A lot of players in there that played most weeks. I mean, that's basically their their starting back four um, at the minute. Mine is Walker, um, and then I mean, you've still got internationals. I mean, hundred million pound winger and Grealish on the pitch. You've got Alvarez, who's mm. a World Cup winner. Like, it's a very, very good Man City team. So I, th- I think his kind of whole. Um, pre-match talk about playing kids and whatnot was a load of bullshit and <laughs> the fact that we've we've gone toe-to-toe with that team with as as Sai said Paul Dummett and Jamal Lascelles <laughs> in our back four with Matty Target and and the young lads in, in Holland Livermento kind of chipping in as well um, is huge and to keep a clean sheet as well I mean really they've, they've only had one chance all game and it came literally the last kick of the game as well so I think we can take a lot out of that from the um, defensive stability that we've found again um, and, it, and that and that is we said it uh, the weekend that that's what this team kind of thrives on is when we when we've got that defensive foundation that's so solid then we, we can go go against anyone and um, I think yeah the psychological win uh, the psychological impact of this win shows that we we are back to being the team that we thought we were and, and that we are um, but we've, we've maybe just struggled a bit at the start of the season and hopefully this will be the one to kind of kick us on and give us a bit of belief that we are better than these teams. We've just batted Sheffield 8-0. We've just beaten Man City. We'll fucking have anyone. How well, lads? <laughs> you know, in the podcast that we're not going to, though. Um, let's uh, end part one there. Um, big victory, the context of it. We'll talk a little bit more about in part three, but part two is coming up. We're going to talk team selection. We're going to talk individual performances, and we're going to talk about how the game was changed. Before that, here are some ads from our trusted partners if you don't want to hear ads please join us on patreon it's between three and eight pounds a month for tons of extra content and this podcast advertisement free we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, 
It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Part two of the show, and we need to get into team selection. We've all alluded to it in part one that uh, we were all sort of shuddering a little bit when we saw uh, Paul Dummett and Jamal Lascelles in the back uh, in the back four there thinking oh god that's leaky that is that is a leaky defense against a very good Man City side um uh he made 10 changes from the team on on Sunday it was was it Sunday yeah it was Sunday yeah. The days have blurred into one because mm. we're playing so much football. Um, he made ten changes from that uh, from that team. So, I, how were you feeling when you saw the team sheet? Um, I'll be honest, I didn't think we were going to win the game at that point. Uh, <laughs> so, so much was the changes, and then also seeing the Man City lineup, which, as you both alluded to, had more first teamers than than we were expecting. Everyone except that lad up front, Oscar Bob. Didn't, Bob. Know, who, didn't know who he was. Um, still don't know who he is. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly, you, you see, you see, you see Dummett and Lascelles at the back and you just think bloody hell, like <laughs> we've just kept clean three, three clean sheets, lads. Surely we're not going to throw away that little streak. But to be fair to the pair of them, they, they were excellent. Brilliant. They did a really good job. Um, yeah, I thought the midfield was very, very experimental, very lightweight. Putting the two mile, uh, two Miley's, two, the, two, two Lewis's, Lewis's in out of nowhere. And we, we knew Lewis Hall was probably going to get a game. I thought he was going to play at left back, but fair play. He's given target the gig and targets also played very well, but... Yeah, that midfield looked very lightweight pre-game. I think we knew some of the players that were going to be rested were going to be rested, and that was understandable. I was, I was actually surprised by the subs at half-time because mm. despite the fact that we needed them, because we weren't really in control of the game. You're right, Charlotte. First half, the possession must have been like 80-20. Like, literally, it was just Man City having the ball loads. And we defended really well, by the way. I'm not saying, you know, they basically Alvarez had one good chance where he's flashed it across goal. Probably should have scored, but other than that, we've kept them out. We didn't do much ourselves, but... Yeah. We, we kept ourselves in the game and maybe that was the game plan, right? You lads, you're going to get at least a half, do what shows what you can do, work your hard, work your hardest and then we'll get some of the other lads on as the game goes on and then we've won the game. Bruno's only played a half, Gordon's only played a half, Isaac hasn't played the full game and, you know, we've probably got the right number of minutes across the whole team so I thought we'd maybe manage that game way better than perhaps any of us thought when we first saw that lineup because I genuinely probably thought at the start of the game he was trying to throw it. I think that's really interesting that that could have been the game plan. And it probably was the game plan because I think Eddie and Mad Dog think these things through like to a ridiculous extent. I hadn't really considered that that it would be that well thought through until you've said it. And now that sort of feels like it's fallen into place. Of course it was. Um, Mark, what what about the Lewises? How do you think they did? Let's talk about the first half. Uh, after, at at half time, I was thinking, I've got to do a podcast on this game and I don't know what the hell I'm going to say. That was, <laughs> it, was it was all just trying to hold them out of uh, like stop them scoring a goal but let's talk about the Lewises they got hooked at half time but Lewis Hall Lewis Miley um how did you think they did did you expect to see them in the team sheet talk around that for me I think I did I think in terms of who we were expecting um Livermento and Hall were kind of the players you think right we want to see them um play but I didn't think would would find kind of Hall playing in the position he did um obviously went with a back four and we were thinking maybe he would go left back, but obviously Target was the person who preferred in that position. Um, Hall-wise, it just, yeah, it was a difficult, him and Miley, it was a difficult half for them um, because it was a case of just kind of defending really, wasn't it? Um, we couldn't really get a hold of the ball. When we did, it was kind of 
panic a little bit panic and just kind of getting the ball up and we didn't we didn't have any control of the ball really to be honest um and these these kind of happen obviously Miley had a great pre-season but in coming in in terms of the next step in terms of against that even though Man City made changes they've still got a very good midfield in there with a lot of experience and Phillips and Kovacic and um I think Odegaard was in there for them or Bob wasn't it for them but um so it, it was still a couple of players who got experience and um yeah he had a, he, he changed it a little bit in terms of that half it kind of went on and he played kind of a bit further forward and then he's playing left back it was kind of yeah, it was, a, it was tough one to bring him in for, really, in terms of Hall's position. Um, Miley, like I say, he's, he's it is it's a, it's a lesson kind of learned and stuff. Like in terms of, it's a valuable lesson in terms of playing against these elite players. He's, I think, you'll be very good for us in the future. But coming in against the Man City side that can just control the ball like they did, really, because every touch for them is is literally perfect. Um, we've seen that in the first half, whereas us, we, we some of the bad touches, but. They just kind of kept possession, no bad touches at all, really. So, yeah, it was a, it was a tough one for both of them, really. And in terms of getting hooked off at half time, yeah, it's it, well, we know it's the right decision now with what happened in that second half. But yeah, I mean, like I say, it's it's a lesson. I mean, Hall is going to play left back, future going, well, it's going forward. But um, yeah, like I say, it was, a, it was a tough one to come in up. I don't think either of them embarrassed themselves. Um, no. You know, we, we came, like you say, Charlotte, it was nil-nil um, at halftime. You're right, we were we weren't controlling the game. Man City were absolutely 100% in control of that game. I thought Lewis Hall in particular was interesting because he'd basically been brought into that, the Willick role of last season, the kind of interchangeable left-hand side with Joe Linton. So there was times when, when he was the furthest forward and then he was coming back in the midfield and then towards the end of the first half, Matty Targa went on the left wing and it's like the, the left-hand side just kept switching around yeah, yeah, yeah. just to try it out. And I thought that's... Just that's trying a, to confuse Pep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pep was getting really, Worked. really, really frustrated at this, clearly. <laughs> Stop changing your left-hand side. Um, but yeah, I, I, it wasn't really working for Lewis Hall. I thought he was working really hard, but it, it's a tough gig, isn't it? Man City's basically it for two home debuts. Um, you've got to give them credit for just working hard and doing what they did. And then it, it looks bad because the, the real lads have come on and, and changed the game. Real lads. But, <laughs> but you know... Um, I, I don't have anything really bad to say about either of their performances. I thought they did a job and against a really tough team. Yeah, I think it was the other Lewis, Rico Lewis, that was in midfield yeah. with, with Phillips and thingy. So, But yeah, I mean, I, I think for Miley, it, it was a tough game because I think you had you had Joe Linton that's just come back from injury, hasn't played a huge amount, wasn't at his best in the first half. Tenali, I thought, had a really poor first half. Mm. Um, and I, I guess, like... <laughs> he's relying on the two more senior players to kind of lead from the front and kind of, I suppose, with that press as well, kind of lead that charge. And um, we, we just didn't do it and we, we couldn't get near them. And I think as a result, kind of, he was caught in between what do I do here, especially because he was kind of filling in on the right with um, Murphy and Livermento and, and they were getting a lot of overloads. Kovacic was um, kind of targeting that part of the pitch quite a bit to try and get some space. And I think, yeah, for, for Miley, I think he was just a bit caught in between what do I do here, should I... Should, should I kind of who, who who do I go to? Should I try and press? If I press, it's gonna leave leave this defense, this leaky defense that we <laughs> were all worried, terrified about, um, exposed. So yeah, it was a t it was a tough game for them. And, and you're right. I mean, I'll not say too much about Hall, but I thought they they both equipped themselves well enough. They they got some minutes um, on the pitch in, in a difficult game as well. I mean, they did a lot of running, put their shift in, and um, I think we just we just take it off as saying it's a it's another opportunity that they've had to kind of get a bit of first team exposure against it a high class uh, quality team um, and it's it's valuable experience that they'll have uh, going forward. I mean, they're, they're what, 17 and 18, I think, or? 
Yeah, they're young. Yeah, they're, so they're teenagers. That's, that's class. Which is kind of insane to think about. Because like at 17, all I wanted to do was go to re- revolution. <laughs> um, Mark, changes are made at halftime. The right changes? Yeah, well. Yes, because results, we won the game. We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bruno comes on. So the Lewis's come off and Bruno and Gordon, Gordon come Gordon, on. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can see why those changes were made. I think the... Um, the the Lewises, as Ben has said, were doing a good job, but uh, ultimately the game needed to open up and and we needed to create some chances. Um, did, were you? Did that surprise you that it was? I think Simon was talking about surprise that the the changes were made at half time rather than a little bit later in the game, or had you expected that that, that might might happen? I didn't think you make two changes to be honest at half time. Um, it's always one of them where you think right give the lads another 10 minutes and see what they can do and then bring them off. But I think, I'll look back and we've won, but yeah, it was a right decision to make in terms of how they both played in the first. I think we just need that control and experience in there as well. Obviously, Gordon himself is is on fire at the minute, how well he's obviously come from man and match performance. And it meant Joel Linton can kind of go back in midfield. Um, and you need that kind of physicality in terms of get control of the bit, really, because... We weren't really given our presence in terms of that midfield, really. It was finding it too easy in there, passing it about in terms of the space. And although they weren't creating loads, it just it just needed someone to go in there. And then obviously Bruno will come in that as well. Um, and like I say, he made a massive difference in yeah. there, really. I think he was obviously... Tonali, like you said, Ben said, Tonali was poor first off. Um, yeah, he didn't really get a grip with the game, really, and slightly passing, but couple of times he had in the first half and it was a case of just passed it there. Playoff really just didn't, I say, didn't get that control of the player. But Bruno came on and it made a massive difference in there. He's present in terms of getting the ball and playing it. Um, and you can see straight from the kickoff, really, we we pressed more. Um, and like I say, we 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 had the we had the ball in terms of getting it, actually playing a few passes together because <laughs> we couldn't string a, we couldn't string two or three passes together in that first half. And then as soon as he came on, we did that. Um, but yeah, let's say pressing from the front was vital, but just actually getting the hold of the ball and actually having a bit of possession, which we needed because Man City, like I say, it was 80-20 in the first half. And yeah, them two both come on and made a massive difference. I think the, the two big things that, I noticed straight away was a the aggression went straight up as soon yeah. as them two came on, and that was the whole team. I'm, I'm assuming they got a rocket up their ass at half time. You could just see it. Everybody came out absolutely flying around and and, and getting at them, and that was class because it lifted the crowd after what was a pretty dire first half as well. That could have easily been like a, a pretty dreary start of the second half, and, and it normally is. Obviously, people are kind of coming back with their seats and stuff, and second half is always a bit of a kind of a slow burner start, or whatever. Whereas them coming on, I mean, Bruno's flying into tackles. Um, I mean, Gordon even did that one. I think it was it wasn't quite that early in the, the second half, but that one where he chased it across the pitch and then goes flying into somebody. It was just a class tackle. I love that from from him. Um, and they just yeah, they they brought the the whole aggression in. Bruno especially was really aggressive in terms of his pressing and and just putting his body on people. Joe Linton started bullying Lewis. Yeah. I mean, they, bless him, Lewis. Uh, uh, Rico Lewis had a, a tough night tonight. Like Joe Linton was just bullying him. Um, and, and that he wasn't doing that in the first half because he couldn't get close to him. Um, second half, we were much better with the press and kind of getting close to them. And we just, I think, again, the, the belief, we just we stopped giving them that 
respect that I talked about and we just said actually these are fucking shite like, like <laughs> um, they haven't uh, famously we've, terrible we've, team we've, we've been as bad as we can play really in that first half and they still haven't really created they've created maybe one chance as you said that other is one let's get into these and actually see what we're doing and it just flipped the game and as you say Bruno then started getting on the ball we actually got a bit of possession we started being able to to, to hurt them and and, and Gordon is just so fast like and, and brilliant he's, he's really kind of taking his game to another level in terms of his decision making and things like that um and yeah it just I think just we got belief back in at the team and Tonali and Julian remembered the fucking class and, yeah. and started turning up it, in the, it felt like the first the half game. it was a bit of like how we played against City in, in the second game of the season. it was felt yeah. like it was a bit of a way game really they just yeah. kind of mm, control mm-hmm. it was kind of right they're going to pick us off here and it's that whenever they're going to do we make so many passes and score we've seen that doing so many times really but as you said Ben like that start that second half a couple of challenges went in and we just like got the crowd because nothing much to do in the to cheer about in the first right, half exactly. just, but once you got that going it just yeah it just felt like you got the crowd kind of up for it and then yeah from there it kind of lifted the 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 players on the pitch really and mm-hmm. like I say that that pressing was much better and yeah the aggression was was there compared to the first half because we let them just have the ball really yeah I don't think I've ever seen a game flip on its head so dramatically yeah. in the space of like two subs at half time like we literally went from having no possession and no control over the game to fully controlling the game like five minutes in the second half it's like bloody hell we're gonna win here we're <laughs> absolutely doing these because we suddenly absolutely dominate them like you say we'd gone from basically playing on the edge of our own box for an entire half to pushing them right back and where our defense on the halfway line. And whenever they got out, it was straight back to us and straight back in. Lascelles was straight up on his man, up his ass. Um, Dummett, to be fair, was, was winning headers. He was getting tackles in, <laughs> making class slide tackles. It was just, I've never seen that really happen to us before, like come out so different to the first half. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a long time and yeah, um, the goal was just coming, wasn't it? It just yeah. felt like we're going to score here and it was inevitable. It's that it's it's the call out Ben made as well. It's the it's the change in in what that did to the crowd yeah. and how much louder it was. Because Man City brought five thousand fans tonight and they were loud. And I was in the loser, so I could hear them particularly loudly. And I just and we were quiet in that fit. And they were sort of like, you, "You only sing when you're winning." After our goals, like, well, yeah, so do you because you're now not singing. Like <laughs> that was pretty much it. I've got to say, I quite like when they said it just like the yeah, you had yeah, we and they had yeah. Obviously, then they started singing. You your supporters. Yeah. but like it's why you sing we sing that when we go there but to I be think, fair they weren't I, wrong they, they, I mean they, they, oh, they yeah. normally only get about 5,000 fans in that place don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I quite like they actually yeah. sang that to be Very fair like, fair play to them for singing that uh, just like the yeah, yeah, but yeah so before I want to talk about Pep Guardiola as well you got a yellow card side was really close to him and I just want to talk a little bit about it but before I do that I have to talk about Tino Liframento because what a player he is and what a player he's going to be um, I think we all knew that this was a good signing. It was an Eddie Howe signing. It's somebody he'd had his eye on for a very long time. He'd had this injury. People were like, oh, is he going to Is he gonna come good? Is he this? Is he that? Well, yeah, he's everything. He's everything. He was so fucking good tonight. And what I really liked about his performance, and you've alluded to it, Ben, with um, Joe Linton's performance, what I really liked about Livermento's performance tonight was the more the game went on, the more pressure he was under from Man City, the more they tried to attack him, the better he got. Mm. He just, his he, the athleticism, the, um, he played the full game. He, the tackles he was making, the audacity of some of the tackles he was making, the, the maturity of a lot of the tackles he was making. I just think that is a very special player. That was a very good performance. And I wonder, I'm going to open it to open the floor if anybody wants to sing some praises, Ben. I'm I'm just thinking, how the fuck do we get him in the team? Yeah, with that's Trippier? it. Like, but he needs to play. Like that yeah. was unbelievable. I mean, he 
He shut down Jack Grealish, who, as I've already said, is a hundred million pound player meant to be this and that and, and fucking brilliant. And, and he, he couldn't do anything. Um, he had to go inside every time. You yeah. can get anyone near and, and, and pass it back, yeah. which is what Jack Grealish famously does. But um, <laughs> it just was coming and out. And then they tried to hire Jeremy Doku on, who's meant to be the next flavor of the month. Did gotten out out of Tino. Um, and I mean, that tackle, I think it was Tino on um, Nunes, Nunes yeah. when he went through at the end. Mm -hmm. Bloody hell, what a tackle that was. Incredible. But he just, I, I just thought he, as you say, like he, he grew into the game and got better and better and he showed everything. He's, he's got pace. He's got, his positioning was brilliant. I thought he, he contributed going forward. And um, I mean, it, it was a, a big sum, a, a big investment in terms of our um, kind what of resources we that yeah. we've got. Yeah it's, yeah, a, it's a big portion. Stop the signing potentially other players. Um, but it looks a brilliant signing. And I mean, if we get... 10 to 15 years out of that lad at that level, like I cannot wait. Um, and as I say, I'm just, I'm a bit gutted that it's Kieran Trippier who's probably our best player still, or one of them ahead of him because he, he should be starting like from now every other game, but he probably won't. He's, he's such a smart player. He reads yeah. the game so well. Like that yeah. challenge at the end, like I say, he was, he knew what was going to happen and he was there before it even happened. Yeah. And just all game, he's, he's on, on the left-hand side of God, Guardiol. Um, <laughs> Grealish and I think Kovacic was on the left first. You know, uh, that's go, uh, they had Gomez as well. I think was there. Left he back. was on the other side, yeah. but um, yeah, um, it was just kind of he had a lot to deal with because he had Lewis Miley basically making his debut in front of him. It's a lot to ask of him. Mm. He basically didn't let us down at all. And as it says, the game went on. Murphy. As the game went on, for a lad, he's not kicked many minutes. Yeah. Kicked many minutes. Well, kicked <laughs> many minutes. He's hardly kicked saying. a minute in his life um, <laughs> in the last couple of years. You know, he could have easily tired there, but he just kept going and kept going. Unreal. Yeah, the 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 fitness. Well, the first 90 minutes he's had since April 2022. So I've yeah. got last year. Um, yeah, so it's long been, been a long a time. Minutes, yeah. though. He's not kicked many minutes. Yeah, yeah he's not hardly kicked many minutes. any minutes um, since then. But to go through the whole game, and like I say, Man City made changes and he still, like I say, that, that match-saving kind of challenge at the end. Because um, it looked like he was free on, well, he was free on goal. Um, great mm. challenge. But for Outward, he was, he was great defence. Well, like I say, I've not seen him like in terms of when he was at Southampton, much of them really just kind of from probably highlights and YouTube videos and how <laughs> good he is attacking, but defensively he's class as well. Um, but yeah, what a performance. It's just like, how do you, as you said, Ben, how do you get <laughs> him in the side when Trippier is as good as he is? I mean, the answer is how, how has he left first, Tino? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is we play loads of games this season and he's definitely going to get yeah. more minutes because True. Trippier can't play all these minutes. So um, I'm excited to see him play. He's only 20 years old. It's ridiculous. Um, Sai, very briefly, tell us about Pep Guardiola having a tantrum on the sideline. He had a few. Um, hilariously, the one he got booked for wasn't him at all. It was the assistant who ran over and was literally in Tyndall's face, giving him a load of stick for... Brave. I can't remember. It was a foul. I think it was a foul. I don't think many people were disagreeing it was a foul. But he went in and it's the little grey-haired guy. I can't remember his name. And then Pep actually, <laughs> to be fair to him, tried to come over and drag him away. And then he just turned to Hal and went, sorry, lads. And then the ref comes over and pooks him. Dead harsh. But there were times when, when Pep was being a bit bit petulant. He kept coming over, like silly little fouls. He's coming over, like getting right into our technical area. Yeah. After all of this rubbish about technical. To be fair, the fourth official was policing those te technical areas like a boss. <laughs> Every time Tyndall and Hal, he's like, one of them, sit down now. Like, oh my ridiculous God. behavior going on. But but um, Pep, because he's such a good lad, he's kind of making it look like jokey coming across like oh come on lads that's a foul isn't it like big grin in his face and uh tendle and uh howard is like nah it's, it's not a foul like go away um yeah very he deserved the yellow card just for being a bit bit annoying all game long but hilariously the, the one he got booked for was not him it was the misbehavior uh, didn't he like 
I, I don't know if it was a sarcastic clap, but he was like applauding like one of our players that went and wiped one of them out like right in front. I think it was Tino put a big tackle in on someone. Or it, it was Gordon. It was Gordon. He did this ridiculous like sarcastic yeah. clap. Like, 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 well done, like, mate. Chase it after him almost. Like, on yeah. like clap. It, it, was, it was a brilliant tackle. Yeah. And he got entirely all of the ball and none of the players. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he was just saying that's yeah. actually a really good maybe, tackle. Yeah, maybe, well maybe he was actually saying that was really good. A lot of people <laughs> think that my I'm sarcastic all of the time because this is just the way that I speak and I sound sarcastic. So maybe he just has a sarcastic kind of clap. Yeah. But it's real. All right, we'll leave it there for part two. There's so much more that we can say, but I'm sure that we will say it on our patron at some point because you should join our patron it's between three and eight pounds a month um if you don't want to that's absolutely fine you we have some ads coming up and in part three we'll kind of talk about the context of this where we go from here and what it means Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Part three of the show, and we are going to briefly kind of touch on the context of of the win. Um, after a sort of a quote unquote shaky start, a lot of people were keen to say this is not the Newcastle of last season. Um, we aren't winning. We beat Aston Villa, but then we went winning, and we've we have now come back with three wins in four, four clean sheets in a row. Ben, what does this mean for our season? It's almost like we're finding our stride. It's almost like, you know, we've we've warmed up to it. We're finding yeah. the right squad. We're finding the right subs. What? what how do you feel about it? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're definitely clicking into gear. I mean, I think it was one of the, the that kind of difficult period at the the man, obviously the Man City away game and the Liverpool game. Um, we we squandered a lot of chances. We we were leaky defensively, um, considering poor goals. I mean. <clears throat> the the two goals against Liverpool were were, were really disappointing, and I think um, we, we've kind of got back to, as I say, the, where we were last year when we looked really good. We're defensively really strong. Botman's in the form of his life. Obviously, didn't play tonight, but um, the, the the whole defensive unit looked like they're they're taking pride again and getting clean sheets and kind of putting their bodies in on the line and stuff. And I think you saw that again tonight with the the back four that played. I mean, okay, they're not the the players that start, but. You, you still felt like that solidity there. And it's obviously a unit that works together all the time on the train and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> who, who'd have thought we'd be saying Paul Dummett and Jamal Lascelles came in and played <laughs> seamlessly. Like it was just a Game's seamless, yeah, it was just a seamless um, transition. But yeah, I think that that is the key. When Newcastle are good, we, we don't concede many goals. And then um, we, we, we're seeing kind of Isak now, obviously got a goal tonight. Um, he's coming back into, foot, into the goals, which is key. Um, Gordon's kicked on from from last season. Obviously, didn't really come in and contribute as much as I think we were probably hoping. Yeah, I mean, what a summer he's had, and, and he's, he's he's just continued that 
um, and he looked brilliant. And I just think the we're, we're still kind of we have we've been having this conversation about what our best midfield is and, mm. and what we've shown tonight again is that we can rotate these players in. And I think just the squad, the the, the, the pleasing thing is the squad looks so much stronger. We've got players that we're now able to bring off the bench and impact games. And obviously. Um, we saw Bruno coming off and uh, coming on, sorry, and, and having such a big impact on the game. But I mean, even Anderson came on at the end there and, and, and did a putting a good shift. And after everything they did at the summer, so uh, on on Sunday, sorry. So I think we're we're in a really good state of play. I think the um, the, the squad looks much stronger. Um, and I think the big thing was just the confidence. And I think again, we've already said yeah. it, the confidence that we'll take from this win is going to be huge for us. Psychological. Yeah, and I think this will kick us on. I mean, as I say, we, we realistically, we're looking at this competition now in terms of the, the Colin Cup. Like, who, who else Carling is there? Cup. The Milk Cup. Whatever it's called. The Carabao Cup. <laughs> um, we, we should be looking to, to, to get into a final now because we've beaten basically the, the best team in it um, that wasn't us. And there's not many other kind of teams left that uh, I would be too concerned by. So it's huge. Well, let me tell you, I just got a text message, breaking news. <laughs> SMS text. An SMS has come through to my <laughs> mobile phone. Um, the draw has happened. The draw has happened already. And we've got Manu away for the next uh, next, next mm. picture. Manu away. Manu, Perfect. of course, our, <laughs> our bogey team in this competition. Can we call them that? I don't know. It was, a, it was an unpleasant experience at Wembley, but... Mark, immediate thoughts. Wow. Breaking um, thoughts. We've been unlucky with like who have been drawn in like cups this like the Champions <laughs> League. If you look at them like five so PSG, Dortmund, Milan, Man City, now Man U. Like it's not easy, is it? Uh, um, if you compare it to like last year, who do we have Tramia away and then Bournemouth at home, was it? And, and then, then Leicester and Leicester and Crystal, and Crystal Palace. Palace. Actually yeah. Crystal Palace in there as well. Um, bottom of the league yeah. Southampton in the semi-final we'll reduce some bad draws I we, uh, yeah I mean yeah. our run last year was great like you don't really get that many good runs to the final but I guess got to beat the best got to beat the best teams haven't you um, I beat the best like the three of us who've won it four times in the last seven the Pep um, we've done that in Man City or, I'm sorry Man United are shite at the minute so yes. but like I mean yeah we, we didn't want this fixture did we we just wanted like an all right home home tie oh, really would have um, been better at home but we'll yeah. we'll go and do them at Old Trafford it's fine we'll we'll knock that monkey off our back as well <laughs> Sorry? oh no sorry Mark no, say if we we beat them then like, say who else we got plenty of big teams that come out if we beat them there's no other big teams apart from Liverpool Arsenal and, uh, <laughs> yeah <there's> literally <laughs> all win, all win tonight other big all teams of them. yeah uh, yeah we're gonna have to play more tough teams so why not play them early you know um, the less the less good teams as you say but. Yeah, I think we're, we're hitting the kind of form now that I'm not scared of anybody. We can, we can smash my head. Ben, you're right. They've been terrible this season. They're all over the place and they, they're probably looking at the League Cup now as a distraction, whereas we're looking at this like, well, you know, if we beat Man City, we beat anyone. Um, oh, they'll be gutted getting us. You've just beaten Man City. And what, yeah. Who did they beat last night? Was it um, Palace? Palace, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We've just demonstrated as well that we can change 10 players and beat the best team in Europe like yeah. so I think we can use our squad we're starting to learn how to use our squad how we're starting to learn that and you just think bring on more fucking fixtures give us a cup game give us Man United away who gives a shit we'll fucking beat them yeah wow I love that I feel like that's where we should end I think uh, you know we've, do, we've we've spoken for a little while now and I think we probably will end it there but I do just want to say it, 
it does feel like we're back, doesn't it? It does feel like we're back. We, we didn't talk about the goal again. We keep doing this. <laughs> Isaac scored, remember? You did kind of mention it. You said it was coming, and yeah. it was. I, I mean, I, I did mention he scored, but... Yeah, Isaac scored, it. by the way, tonight to it win was, the game. <laughs> it was a great goal. Can we, can we just quickly talk it through? I mean, the, the turn Very from quickly. Murphy was incredible. Yeah, yeah. And then the run from Joe Linton was even better. And I, I thought he'd taken it too far. Obviously, he kind of knocked it to the, right. uh, the back post. And then... Just the yeah, a brilliant, brilliant cross in and, and this act, the composure. Just control the again, post, isn't it? Just, yeah, how he controls that. Great per- yeah. first touch and yeah, just slotted it into basically an empty net. Hell of a goal. There we go. Hell of a goal. But just to quickly add to the context of what you were there saying we before, quickly. Um, Thank you, Mark. So to the point of terms of keeping clean sheets from Brighton away to where we've been like the last 10 days, but also Bruno, I think it's been a massive mm. few days for him. Um Obviously, Sheffield gave him a lot of base, but he was he was quality. You just seen, you say, the class and, and performance on on Sunday. But in terms of coming into this game and being on the bench, and then obviously coming on against a big team in that midfield, changing he changed it. He changed it. That's the thing, and that'll give him massive confidence. People have obviously kind of criticised before. He hasn't been his best. He hasn't. We know that, but hopefully, kind of from there, we'll, we'll go on to that um, because that was a big. Like you say, a changing point today. Absolutely. So much confidence to be taken. Bruno's a confidence player. We've got another few confidence players in there. So many difficult decisions, I think, for Eddie Howe, but happy ones. You know, we we ended last season with a starting eleven that we could almost never see changed. And and now we're seeing performances from different players where you think, oh, I'd, I wouldn't mind if that person got into the squad against against Burnley, against PSG, you know. So it is, it's a very exciting time in the context of the rest of our season. I really think we just bomb on from here. Mm. Um, next, we've got Burnley, like, fucking bring it on. I think I can't wait to be back at St. James's Park. I'm sure it'll be class. And then, uh, and then obviously, our Champions League fixture against PSG next week as well at home. So much to look forward to, much to be buoyed by by tonight. And of course, we'll be bringing you all of that action um, post-match podcasts, post-Burnley, post-PSG, um, as well as tons of other content. Hey, guess what? On our Patreon. Um, so think about joining us there. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Ben, Sai, and Mark. We will be back.